It's easy to take care of you and focus on you and look out for you when it's only you. The challenge is to go out into the world and still hold true to the lessons you cultivated in solitude. You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to the Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the Self-Worth Edit. I am your host, Noshin, and I am reporting live from Costa Rica. That's right. I am still here. I've been here for a few months now, and we are just starting to go into rainy season here, which means lots of cozy nights of reflection. I have been reflecting on what I want to share with you, and this is something that has been on my mind to share but I've been trying to figure out how exactly to go about it because it's something I've been experiencing more recently. So I like that it's something timely I can share with you that I'm going through in the moment and I'm more cautious when I'm sharing something I'm learning in the moment because of exactly that. I'm still navigating it. I'm still learning it, but today I feel a bit better equipped than I did a couple weeks ago to share with you where my mind has been for the past month plus. So as I said, I'm in Costa Rica and the very interesting part of this that sort of lays the foundation for what I want to share with you is that I came here planning to continue to social distance, to isolate myself to be in solitude and simply to do it with better weather and better views than I had in my apartment in Chicago. And the experience that I've been having here has been the complete opposite. Very unexpectedly, I have met some amazing people here. I have made friends here. I found community here. I have been reconnected with people with humans, which means I have been reconnected with having a variety of personalities and histories and mindsets and traumas and desires and everything that all of us humans come to the table with. And having spent so much time on my own in the past year or two after my divorce and then with the pandemic, living alone through that, I spent a lot of energy and time on really getting to know myself, really learning how to best love and support myself and nurturing my relationship with myself, continuing to increase and solidify higher and higher levels of self-worthiness. What has been interesting is to now be out in the real world, so to speak, around different people and new people. And It's definitely been shaking me up a little bit and has challenged me. All of the experiences I have had here, the conversations, the connections have been beyond what I could have hoped for. They have been so wonderful, so eye-opening and healing, and sometimes rough. And that also, to me, adds up in the end to being wonderful, right? We take the good with the bad. Because it's all a lesson. It's all mirroring what is within me, within you. It's all an opportunity for continuing to grow and learn. 
So I've had a few instances here where I have come face to face with some old patterns, some old ways of thinking about myself, some old triggers, like a decade old trigger has come up. I've caught myself almost repeating relational patterns, and these different instances have caused me to have moments where I have questioned whether my self-worth is where I thought it was. And what I have found to be true is that my self-worth is intact. It is definitely in a better place, and it definitely got a bit shaken up. In some moments, in some interactions, which then provided me an opportunity to recenter myself and to ground myself and to remind myself of everything I've learned about myself and worked on so far. It's an evolution. The thing is, you get to a point where you are, yes, auto operating at a different level. For example, my self talk is trending positive where it used to trend negative. Now I automatically have positive self-talk. It comes more naturally to me. But also we're constantly facing choices. So some of increasing our self-worth and self-love manifests itself by a change at the base level, at the autopilot reactions, changing those thoughts and reactions for the better. As well, you are presented with choices, similar choices that maybe you had in the past. And the other part of increasing your self-worth and self-love is reflected in what choices you are actively making. And not only what choices you make, but also with what rationale, with what degree of clarity and awareness. There are indications of growth we can observe in such situations. So now that we know that part of honoring yourself and reflecting and operating from a place of your increased self-love and increased self-worth is through actively making different choices than you would have when you had lower levels of these. Now that we know this, there's another element to it. There's the element of having grace for yourself as you work on breaking these long-held habits and patterns of the way you used to choose, the way you used to move through your life, the way you used to make decisions as you work on really shifting into making decisions that are going to serve you best, that are going to serve you best in the long run rather than right now. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy shift, even with the awareness. And that's what I've been coming face to face with lately. The difference is I can see and understand what's happening right in front of my eyes more clearly, and this sets me up to, if not now, then soon, make more intentional choices in the direction I ultimately want to go in. And so having grace for yourself, coaching yourself through, but also not beating yourself up if you stumble along the way, which anytime we're undergoing a transformation, you will stumble. We will stumble. It's how we learn to walk, to talk, to anything that we now even take for granted. There are hiccups and falls along the way, and we learn a little bit more each time and we forge ahead. Now, my main point in sharing all this with you is how important it is to not neglect the fact that we humans are social beings. Regardless of whether you're an introvert or extrovert or how many memes about avoiding human interaction you can relate to, humans are social beings. 
at our core, we need and we enjoy and we thrive in community settings. So often, when people undertake healing journeys, so often when we, as South Asian women, decide to take care of ourselves, to be even more specific, it can feel like we're choosing to separate ourselves. Like we need to isolate ourselves from family, communities, friends, people. Like we need to be with ourselves and only ourselves. Like that is the only way we will hold on to clarity and be the people we want to be. But in the end, my friends, in the end, my loves, we need each other. We come back to each other. We love and fight and explore and talk with one another. And when I say one another, I mean humans, I mean humanity. The point is, yes, it is easier to stay in our own worlds, in our own minds, in our own solo routines and practices. But if you ask me, human interaction is inevitable on the path to a beautiful, rich life. And at the same time, human interaction challenges our creation of what we envision to be a beautiful, rich life. But here's what I'll tell you. Here is what has been my experience. You can hide away in your cave for a while, tend to your needs and wants and only your needs and wants, develop your sense of self-love and self-worth, be confident in it, and eventually you will come out of the cave and interact with other people. And chances are good that everything you built in your cave will be tested. This is how we grow. It's easy to take care of you and focus on you and look out for you when it's only you. The challenge is how to go out in the world maintaining a balanced sense of compassion for others and compassion for self. To go out into the world and still hold true to the lessons you cultivated in solitude. To go out into the world and see what other shadows within you it wants to bring to light. For more healing, more work, more acceptance. We are always evolving. We are always growing, always learning. When we're alone, we may fool ourselves into a false sense of security or even enlightenment, which reminds me of a quote I love and have probably mentioned on the podcast before by Ram Das. If you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Let's not fool ourselves. We do not focus on self-awareness only to lose ourselves in ignorance later. If you find yourself building walls to keep others out, get curious and ask yourself why. What are you really trying to keep out? Can you learn something about yourself from it? Is it warranted or not? Sometimes it will be and sometimes it won't be. When you feel yourself becoming agitated by someone's words, actions, a situation, observe, reflect, tune into what it's calling out within you. Take these opportunities, these indicators with gratitude, if not in the exact moment, then after when you reflect. And as easy or fun or funny as it has become to think about how even after the pandemic, we don't want people around us, yada yada, challenge that thought a little bit. We learn from each other. We see ourselves in each other and we have richer experiences together. There is absolutely immense value in time to ourselves, so don't think I'm changing the message here. <laughs> Instead, we're expanding it to ensure we don't neglect the importance of interaction with others. It all works together. If this message today resonates with you, 
you think it might resonate with a friend, send it on over to them. As I said, this is something that I have been coming face-to-face with myself lately, and I hope that you get something out of this as well. Until next time, sending you so much love. Bye for now.